I think it all comes down to the individual mom and what she wants. You can't make assumptions and check in with women who are just about to go on maternity leave and go through their progress and their goals. Don't make assumptions that they want to slow down or speed up. And unless you ask, you're not going to know what's happening at home and what kind of a support system is there. Hello, and welcome to Marketing to Mums, the podcast, the show which helps marketers, business leaders, and entrepreneurs sell more effectively to the world's most powerful consumer, mums. Each fortnight, we bring you a deep diving interview with a marketing specialist from around the globe who can help you gain insights about this influential consumer. Let's hear from our host, Katrina McCarter. Hello, listeners. It's Katrina McCarter, your host. In today's episode, we speak with Mita Malik, Head of Diversity and Inclusion and Cross-Cultural Marketing at Unilever in North America. Now, I had the pleasure of seeing Mita speak last October whilst I was in the US talking at a conference, and I was absolutely captivated by her passion for diversity and her belief that it has the ability to transform businesses and brands. Mita Malik can only be described as a corporate change maker, and she believes that corporations have a responsibility to make a social impact. Now, under her leadership, Unilever was named the number one company for working mothers by Working Mother Media late last year. So in this episode, Mita talks about engaging mothers and fathers in the workplace, and she shares with us her work in diversity, inclusion, and cross-cultural marketing, and why it's personally important to her. That's a really great story. Now, some of the things that Mita and I discuss in this episode include why gender balance and increasing ethnic diversity is important. We hear about the Every Voice Matters, Every Story Celebrated program that operates within Unilever. We hear why Unilever is considered to be the best company for mums and ways that employers can better support mothers in their organisation. Mita suggests and identifies what benefits mums really value and she also talks about how to keep mums engaged during maternity leave and how to support new fathers in the workplace also. Mita discusses unconscious bias and its impact on mothers and then shares how organisations can be more empathetic to mothers and fathers. I really hope you enjoy listening to Mita's incredible expertise and insights on how you can improve your engagements of mothers in your workplace. Today, our guest on the show is Mita Malik, Head of Diversity and Cross-Cultural Marketing for Unilever North America. Mita, welcome to Marketing to Mums, the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Katrina. It's a really delight and honor. Oh, fantastic. Now, Mita, I've been really keen to get you on my show since I actually saw you speak last year on a panel at a conference. And uh, I was so impressed with the work that you're doing in achieving gender balance and increasing ethnic diversity within within Unilever. And I wanted to understand why is this personally important to you and what value does it add to your organization? I would start by telling you about Unilever and how we're on a mission to ensure that everybody in our community 
can find their purpose. And so we have been doing a lot of work to bring our employees through half-day purpose workshops, which are really inspiring. And so at Unilever, I've been really lucky to find my purpose, and that is around empowering those who feel excluded to help them find their voice. And if I tell you, Katrina, a little bit about my personal family background and story, the purpose makes sense. I am the proud daughter of Indian immigrant parents. My younger brother and I were first generation. We were born and raised here. My parents are from Calcutta. And my dad's mom, when she was married, when she was 12 years old, and my mother's mother was married when she was 10 years old. And they married men in their 20s. They had large families. They were remarkable women. And they had extraordinary lives. And so when we talk about gender equality, for me, it's not theoretical or academic. I actually think about, I get up every morning, I think, wow, how lucky am I to be doing this work? And I'm also living proof of the progress that can be made when it comes to gender equality in three generations. So that's what really drives me to do this work. And I think that's really important, no matter what you do in life, we have many different purposes, but to find what it is that gets you out of bed every morning. And for me, um, it's my grandmother's and their legacy. So that's why I'm really committed to do this work. Uh, listen, I just see that is so evident when you speak as well, uh, that, that really radiates and comes through. One of the things that I've seen you do is that you've pioneered a program called Every Voice Matters, Every Story Celebrated. And I just loved this. And I was wondering if you could share with our listeners how this program actually came about and what it's aiming to achieve? I think it's really for us about a simple truth. And we want to create a culture where everyone feels like they belong. And I think just think of us as individuals, like I feel that that happens for me when I know my voice is heard right now, you're hearing my voice, and that my voice matters to you. And my career as as we've as you've probably looked at, and we've talked about most of my career has been in marketing. So I've only been technically in diversity and inclusion leading this work for the last three years. But this is really the core of marketing. When you think about what marketers do um, and the work you're doing is you listen to people, you listen to consumers, you listen to those insights. And you, I know you so authentically well, and I connect with you so intimately that I can surprise and delight you with a product or service you were never expecting. And so it's this idea of listening to the voices. And so if you want to create a really inclusive culture, you can't do that without listening to the people who belong to that culture or community. Oh, absolutely. I could not agree more with you. And that really leads in really well to my to the next question that I wanted to, to ask you about was about engaging mothers in the workplace. You know, since taking up your role, you've really had a, a focus on improving programs for working mothers and really keeping them engaged. Clearly, you've done an excellent job there, uh, Mita. I saw that Working Mother has revealed its recently revealed its annual list of the 100 best companies for mums last September, and Unilever came out in number one spot. So massive congratulations. I wanted to ask you is, what is it that you think Unilever does so well to earn this top spot? And I guess the second part of that question is, can you share with us, you know, some of the initiatives that you have in place? Place for working mothers at Unilever. Thank you for the for the acknowledgement of that and the recognition. And you know, we're on a journey. We're still learning. We're as I say, we're all on our journey when it comes to diversity and inclusion. And I will tell you, 
that six years ago, Unilever didn't even make the 100 list. We weren't even on there. And it was the first time in its 33-year history in 2018, Working Mother named a number one company. And that was the first time they ever did, and it was Unilever. And it was a lot of work, again, looking at the programs, the policies, and cultures. And I think, again, back to that insight about what marketers do well. And this is where I think HR and marketing is really blending. You know, employees are often, I say, the forgotten consumer. We're so worried about, you know, how is the consumer when it comes to the products and services we're selling? What about our employees? And so my role, I remember my first year, I had a notebook where I just spent lots and lots of time talking to people and listening to, you know, what they wanted. And in this case, it was the working mother. We're really proud that we are gender balanced at manager level and above in Unilever, which is in North America, which is a huge feat. And with that comes the responsibility of that portion. There's a big portion of working mothers. And so how do you create an inclusive culture for working mothers? And I know you're a working mother. And as a working mother, I have uh, Priya, who's three, and Jay, who's six. And so I had that lived experience. And I remember when I went out with Priya, I had to, we were, I think, at 10 weeks then or less than that paid time. And I had to save my vacation, as many women do, to extend that time off. And I remember taking this role and being in a leadership team meeting. And I was the only one who had recently had a baby and had that lived experience. And I said, this is what women are doing. They're extending, they're using their vacation to extend their paid time off uh, when they're having children. And so we immediately went to 16 weeks paid leave, plus the three weeks vacation, which I think is important to separate that. We also discovered at the time, as I was talking to a lot of women, was that even at a director level at Unilever, you could not afford IVF and egg freezing. And I had so many women and friends who have gone through the process. And some companies will just hand you a $40,000 check and say, okay, Mita, $40,000, go do what you need to do with it. But that can run out very quickly. And so we did a lot of work here to think about how we would set up coverage of this. And we actually provide now full coverage of IVF and egg freezing. And how we do it is we partner with Progene. And there was actually an article, I believe it was in the New York Times recently that came out about this. But why we use Progene is that you actually can then be assigned a fertility nurse and genetic counselor. So they can assign to assess what uh, options I might have. And then I can do what I would like to do with my family. But at least I have that support. And so the financial burden is a bit less and it's a less emotionally and physically exhausting. So that was a really big win for us. And then finally, you know, small things like do we have mother's rooms at all of our sites across the US and North America, which is something we mandated, even if it was in a factory location or a sales office. And so those are some of the things that we've put into practice. But I will tell you, and I feel really strongly about this, Culture is really about, am I doing the right thing when no one's looking? That's what culture is defined by. So a lot of the things that you know happen are not, it's a trust between the manager and the employee. It's not a policy we've written, but it's just a retreating people the right way every day. Oh, uh, look, I just find that so innovative and really, really encouraging. When I went through, there was nowhere for me to express my milk. I would have oh, to wow. remove yeah. the directors from a meeting because there was only one closed meeting room that wasn't made of glass. So you talk about those small things and I can tell you as a working mother, they're big things in the workplace. So hats off to you I, and Unilever. I'm I'm very inspired and encouraged by by what I'm by what I'm hearing. 
Before we continue with the podcast episode, I want to tell you about our podcast sponsor, Cooperate. Cooperate is a powerful marketing technology platform that allows marketers to visualize your brand's customer journey, deliver great content at each stage of that journey, and see how it all performs, all managed from one centralized location. Cooperate has been built by marketers for marketers. I've actually had the opportunity to see the platform in action and I genuinely think it's worth taking a look at if you're a marketer managing large brands which want to attract more mums. Now let's head back to the podcast. We're increasingly now seeing mothers in the workplace and, you know, as we were just saying, balancing being a mum and having career is very challenging. I have three teenagers myself. I've got an 11-year-old, a 13-year-old and a 15-year-old and, and I'm, you know, busy growing this business as, as well. But I also mentor a lot of women and I hear this all the time. This juggle is very real. Um, what advice would you give to business leaders who might be listening to this podcast? What are three things that, that they could do to better support mums in their organisation? I would start with, again, spend time with working mothers. Don't make assumptions. Spend time to listen to their experiences. And we're talking about working mothers, but it could be any experience you don't have an understanding of. You and I both have a lived experience of being a working mother, and there are similarities and differences in that. But if we don't spend time with people, how are we going to understand what they want? I think the second thing is really look re-looking at your policies. Policies that might have worked yesterday aren't going to work today. And, and don't look at the marketplace just to say, oh, this, this, is, this is the sexy and new trendy policy. Let's put, let's put it into place and no one might want it. And then I think this idea of what can you do informally? Like, again, culture stands for are people doing the right thing when no one's looking? We have a number of women who, you know, and my manager asked me this when I was out with my daughter, called me and said, you know, I, I wasn't due back for another three weeks. Do you need more time? And if you do, it's okay. Just let me know. Would you like to come back and work one day a week uh, from home, two days a week from home? Do you want to ramp back up? And I think there's a lot of things that you can do in that space that don't need to be always written on a piece of paper. Couldn't agree more with you. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk about is like when I'm actually consulting to brands looking at, as a marketing consultant, I always say to my clients, you know, mums value other things besides price. And I think that this is very much the same in the work environment. It's not all about the pay. Mums are often looking for the benefit, the other benefits that are offered, and they might value these more highly. So I think uh, great benefits can really attract and retain really great talent. And I wanted to understand what some of the benefits Unilever offer their mothers, which they really value that you're getting feedback on that is really important to them. One of our things is we're looking to build an inclusive culture, Katrina. It's, it's about not where I work from, but the value and the output of my work. And that really helps with work life. I don't work life integration. I don't prescribe to work life balance. It's work life integration for me. And there's there's trust in that too. So we have every single meeting invite we send out has business Skype. So 
a lot of times I'm in meetings and people are not physically there because they're working from home or they're working from our great smoothie bar or some other part of the building. And so that is very important in terms of how you can allow people to work. But then I, I also say this is about trust. If I have a meeting with my CEO or boss, Skyping in probably isn't the best career movement or cho- moment or choice for me. I should likely show up live to the meeting, right? But having said that, I have had times where my daughter or son has been sick and I'm out for two hours for a doctor's appointment. And then I'm up till midnight, you know, finishing up on things I need to because I lost my afternoon. But that's what the trust is and building an inclusive culture where people can, you know, respect how I need to work. I think that's so important. And that's something stand out that we continue to work on as a culture. The second is you brought up uh, nursing is, is Milk Stork that we've signed with and what a fantastic partner. And again, we listened to the voices and we had women that were coming back from maternity leave and saying, okay, well, maternity leave is great, but now you're having me travel. What am I supposed to do with my breast milk? And, and Milk Stork, fantastic white glove service. We, we just get such positive feedback on that service and we're so proud to be offering it to our women. And, you know, last thing, something that we did was, you know, when we were looking at uh, our mother's rooms in our new building, I had the designs come across to me and I said, well, who designed these rooms? And they were men who designed the rooms. And I asked the men, well, have you ever nursed before? And they said, no. And I said, well, let's go to our women's business resource group and find the consumer, find the mothers who nursed. And so when you come to our office, Katrina, I will show you that it is, I never had the opportunity to nurse at work, but it is my dream in terms of the microwave, the fridge, the sink, the really nice, comfortable chair, the desk, the chargers, just as you would want what a nursing room, you know, mother's room to look like. And just in our U.S. headquarters, we started piloting. Most of them now have now the Medela hospital grade pumps, Medela having the lion's share in, in the market when it comes to pumps. So women are just having to carry their parts. And so very easy. Uh, we've gotten some really great feedback for moms on that, nursing moms. Well, I- I can tell you, Mita, I would have absolutely loved those kind of facilities at my workspace when I came back. I actually found that part of coming back to work quite challenging. So I I think that that's a, a really great initiative. Now, just talking about maternity leave, it can be a really challenging period to actually keep mothers engaged while they're while they're not working. Um, how does Unilever? really keep mothers engaged during this maternity period when they're at home with their child? I think it all comes down to the individual mom and what she wants. You can't make assumptions and you have to respect what a woman wants. So if you are on the end of, I don't want anyone to be in touch with me. I'm shutting off my laptop. I'm shutting off all devices. I'm not giving you my phone number or address. Do not be in touch with me. I will be back when I come back. And and that's, that is what the woman wants, and we have to respect it. I think in most cases, I have seen most women, and I've been on both ends, I've gone out twice on maternity leave, I've had so many amazing women on my team who've gone also have become mothers. And I think it's simple things on on the first thing you can do, I think is, you know, obviously be supportive when they're telling you the news that they're pregnant, continue to support them as they go on doctor's appointments. And 
we have now really been asking our leaders to check in with women who are just about to go on maternity leave, sit down with women and go through their progress on what they've done this year and, and their goals and how their performance stands, because there's so much anxiety as women are going out. And then whether it's sending a gift, keeping in touch over text, asking for pictures, offering, you know, for them to bring the baby in, having a team lunch, all of those things. And I think you have to continuously ask, you can ask when a woman goes out, and when you become a parent, everything changes. And then ask again, don't make assumptions that they want to slow up, slow down or speed up. I mean, I, interestingly enough, had someone on my team who said to me, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I want to get promoted when I get back. And my parents live in my building. <laughs> I have an amazing network and support system. So I actually don't need the flexibility. So that's a great example of this stereotype that, you know, I can always, I fall into as well, where you think, okay, working moms need flexibilities. Maybe it's the working dad who needs it more than the mom. And unless you ask, you're not going to know what's happening at home and what kind of a support system is there. Yeah, no, I agree. I came straight back from maternity leave into a promotion, which was which was fantastic. I got a, a much bigger account. I was looking after one of our largest supermarket chains here. Needing an energetic, dynamic speaker at your next conference or event? Katrina McCarter, your host of Marketing to Mums, the podcast, speaks around the globe on all aspects related to marketing effectively to mums. You can download her speaker kit at katrinamccarter.com or contact her directly on LinkedIn via her profile, Katrina McCarter. I really wanted to talk now a little bit about millennial families and Gen Z families, or as you say in the US, Gen Z Z. families. (laughs) Yeah, We're seeing that dads have really got an increasing role in parenting and childcare. And I wanted to ask, what is Unilever doing anything to support fathers in the workplace? And are their needs different from mothers? We are actually doing a lot in this place, and it's in, in and it's through Dub Men Plus Care because we're very focused on building brands with purpose. And so, Dub Men Plus Care is aiming to improve access to paternity leave so that every dad gets the chance to care for the people who matter the most. And there are so many benefits of paternity leave. You could probably have an entire podcast on that, both for children and families. But there's all these, you know, restrictive masculine stereotypes. There's a lack of access to paid parental leave. So Dub Men Plus Care as a brand, the brand is championing this work, which is phenomenal. And at Unilever uh, in the US, we're holding ourselves accountable. We have eight weeks paid leave right now, parental leave, and we actually allow for the parental leave to be taken in two-week increments. And that was an insight that our employees shared that they wanted that flexibility plus the three weeks vacation. And we just last year had a phenomenal panel discussion that Dove Men Plus Care sponsored with three dads and a mom who were on the panel. And, you know, one of the fathers very openly talking about how he actually wasn't going to take paternity leave, but his manager sat down and talked to him about it because he felt like he was going to let the team down. Should he use it? Should he not? And it was the best thing that he ever did for his family. And the other thing we did last year was we announced our first working father of the year sponsored by Dove Men Plus Care. So every year, 
as a part of Working Mother Media, we were we we're the number one company, but we also always honor a working mother of the year, which is so hard to do because at the end of the day, we're all, we're all winners yeah. in that category, but we ever? yes, you and I both for the first time to do a working father of the year, that's really special. And that's really different and not something I've seen a lot of other companies doing, but we want to celebrate parenthood in all of its forms. And I think that that's wonderful. Uh, I wanted to now turn the attention to unconscious bias in the workplace. What are some of the ways that Unilever is looking to remove unconscious bias from your culture? One of the first things we've, we did as I took on this role is we trained the majority of our population in unconscious bias training, which is not a small feat. And there's a lot of, as you know, research and articles out there saying that unconscious bias training, how effective is it? How, how impactful is it? I think the point is once you do it, you have to keep reinforcing it throughout your ecosystem and all the things that you're doing. And, you know, one of the things I'll bring up is when you, when you're recruiting, when you're looking for a candidate and really getting people to move off the name, the address, the education I'll share. And one of the things I wrote about recently on LinkedIn and one of my uh, blogs was that blog post was that, you know, leaders are need to be more open about their own unconscious bias. And one of my unconscious bias I've discovered is that for years, I was trained when I looked at a resume to go straight to the education and straight to what MBA program the person went to and was it a top 10, because that's how marketers are trained. And that was the value. And if I didn't see that, then all of a sudden, whatever else I saw on the resume was completely biased because they didn't go to X school. And I'll tell you, it has taken me a long time to retrain myself, but I don't, I can honestly say hand on heart, I don't go to education section first, but that took me a while to do. And so that's the thing about unconscious bias. Once you know, once you can identify it, you can control the action you take after that. And so there's the recruiting piece, and then there's how do you retain and promote uh, all people. And, you know, for us, I always say, what's the language that you're using, especially in talent reviews, when you're having those discussions and closed doors? And how do you hold each other accountable? And, and would you say what you're saying of a woman of a man? Like, what does gravitas mean? I still don't understand that. Why are you why would you ask a woman to smile more? You know, would you ask a man to smile as la- smile? this whole idea of women not being emotional enough. It's very, it's very interesting. Or, you know, as we were talking about earlier, when it comes to how do you support working mothers? Why would you assume that she can't take that assignment because she has a newborn? Why would you assume she can't move to France because her partner lives here? Like, have we asked her? And so I think that's a lot of the stuff that happens with unconscious bias are the everyday you know, for us, we have really great systems in place. But for me, it's really influencing people in in every day in the language that they use that they might not be aware of. Yeah, I I think you really hit it there, that it really does also start with the awareness. And I love that you're sharing your own, your own experience with with unconscious bias. Oh, I have a ton I've discovered I have, if you actually do the self reflection, you realize like we're all but we're human, we're human. And so you just have to think about wow, I I didn't, because I see the world through my own experiences and my own lens. So 
Mm, important for us. That it, that's that's a really good tip there. I wanted to talk to you, Mita, a little bit about empathy. Uh, it's something that I see often lacking by both brands and within organisations. In my own experience and talking through my own lens here, I ended up working for myself after my organisation really struggled to, I guess, keep me engaged after the birth of my first child. If a brand or a business is actually listening to this podcast, and they want to be more empathetic, empathetic to their mothers and their fathers in the organisation. What advice would you actually give them? And is there kind of any particular process that you would recommend they follow? It's really, really simple for me. Spend time with the people you're trying to connect to or spend time with the people you're trying to serve. Whether that's we're talking about working mothers, working dads, anyone who's lived experience that you haven't lived you have to just spend the time to understand it. And I always joke, if someone could just follow me with a camera, <laughs> you would see, or follow you with a camera, you would see what that lived experience looks like and what sort of, you know, juggling we're doing between the first shift and the second shift and the third shift. And I think it's really marketing 101. You have to know someone so intimately well that you can serve them and surprise and delight them. And like we said before, it's this, you know, not all moms need flexibility. You know, not all dads don't need flexibility, right? So it's this also our own bias that we have about what parenthood looks like and, you know, however we were raised, which is different than how kids are being raised today. And so that's why it's really getting ourselves out of our own lived experiences and learning about someone else's with an open heart and open mind and, and respecting that. And that's how you build a culture where everyone feels included and respected. Absolutely. Uh, I love this leadership around really deeply understanding, I guess, your market, your customer, your employee. And that's something that's really uh, been very strong in our interview today, but it's often something I see lacking within organisations. So, Mita, can I congratulate you on the incredible work that you're doing? Mothers around and fathers around the world uh, are really inspired by, by, by the steps that you're taking in, in at Unilever. I wanted to ask you if people wanted to learn more about your work in diversity and inclusion, what's the best way for them to contact you or learn more about Unilever? Happy for anyone to follow me on LinkedIn and connect me with me there. And I'd love to continue the conversation. I'm so passionate about this space and this work. And thank you so much, Katrina, for your time today and everything you're doing. Oh, look, a pleasure. Can I say uh, just to the listeners, I'll include a, a lot of the links that we've spoken about in the show notes, but I actually follow Mita on LinkedIn and I'll make sure that we get her link up because I'm really enjoying some of the uh, thought-provoking posts and articles that, that Mita is putting up. So I, I do encourage you to do that. Mita, I'd like to really thank you for sharing your knowledge and tips with us here today and being part of Marketing to Mums, the podcast. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Mita as much as I did. She really is one of the most inspiring leaders that I've had the pleasure of meeting. I encourage you to head over to the show notes where we've got a number of links for you to delve more deeply and explore how your organisation could better engage mothers at work. Thank you for listening to Marketing to Mums, the podcast.
You've been listening to Marketing to Mums, the podcast, the show which helps you drive sales and profit in your organization by developing a deeper understanding of the world's most powerful consumer, mums. If you have enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and a review and tell us what your key takeaway was or who your favorite guest was and why. If you would like to get the show notes from today's episode or any of the links mentioned, all you need to do is head to marketingtomums.com.au forward slash podcast. Don't forget to sign up to receive an email to let you know when the next episode is released. Thanks for listening.